Alright, so yesterday was the big day we was all waiting for. The draft finally happened. The SmackDown Live and the Raw rosters have been determined. Man, I gotta say, a lot of surprises, a lot of questionable picks, a lot of so um a lot of picks I do agree with as well. Um also we look at our preview coming into the WWE Battleground this Sunday. Um as we discuss on the next episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Go Bell Podcast. If the storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay per view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Alright y'all, fans and everybody, this is Two Chains here, along with my good brother, Mr. Silly Sellis. What's going on? Man, it feels good to be back. It feels like I haven't recorded in, in forever, man. Like I told you off the air, I'm going to tell the fans on the air, do not travel if it's over five miles, I mean five hours in the car. <laughs> totally dead. Totally dead. Yeah. Um, I have to excuse everybody, if you hear some weird noises in the back, my, uh, my dog is uh, a little animated once but we'll give her a pass because usually she just sleeps so it's good to see her with some excitement but in regard to excitement <laughs> the draft yesterday man um again it finally happened um the raw brand and the smackdown live brand made their picks and um while i was broadcasting on usa network um there was also draft coverage on the WWE Network that I had to go back and review as well. So overall, yeah. yesterday, the whole schematics of it being a draft was absolutely there. Um, the picks, yeah. I thought they was going blow for blow at some time. But then after, you know, after the first round, things started getting a little tricky. Um, I won't say things were too predictable, but, you know, again, it was a lot of interesting picks, a lot of questionable picks, and a lot of, like... Okay, I can, I can see that pick. So, um, before we get into it, I will say that in regard to the draft rules that came about, not many were tampered with. Only one one stable was split up, which was uh, the outcast, the social outcast. Uh-huh. Um, announcers was not technically drafted, but decided afterwards. Um, um, and... Something it was something else that, that that came to mind, and oh, and then no returning uh superstars. And as far no, as the, everybody that's on the current roster under contract, that's right. Uh, people with injuries, um, none of them were drafted, of course, as they wasn't deemed eligible. But just one, just one, Neville. But nobody knows when that was officially returning. I, that I agree with. He was on the list, but he was not officially announced as being clear. So yes, um. But yeah, uh, let's just go over the first couple of picks. Uh, the first five picks for Raw was Seth Rollins, Charlotte, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar. Um, the first five picks for SmackDown was Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, John Cena, Randy Orton, and Bray Wyatt. Now, no, the Wyatt family was not listed as a stable, but all individual competitors. So um, it was almost foreshadowed that we was going to see them go to different to um to different brands. But as sure. far as the first five picks for each brand, uh, how do you feel about those so far? With the big surprise of Finn Balor being called up as with the fifth pick, which will be Raw's third pick. Yeah, that was actually um a great pick for him to show that WWE is huge on this guy being a main event guy or uh, or setting on the Raw brand, just not any brand, but the Raw brand. Um they have great, you know, high expectations for him, and I would agree with that. I mean, the way that he did in NXT, carrying that NXT title, I think that was just great for him as far as being ready to be at that next level. My thing is, will he capitalize on that, and are you putting him immediately in that main event feud where he is uh, competing for the WWE Championship if the WWE Championship ends up being on Raw by the end of Sunday night? Yeah, um, the, the first thing is, with his... Um, with his um uh, I might say with his speech, with his interview upon being drafted, he he said with you know with a lot of 
hillism to him saying that I'm going to make those five, four other guys that went above me, I'm going to show them why I should have been the number one pick. So right. um, I'm liking the approach that they're giving him. And again, very surprising pick. And, and look, if, if Raw drafted with the direction of wanting ratings, they nailed it with that one. No question. Oh, they did. Um, but uh, who else? Who else in these first uh, first five picks for each brand stood out to you? And, you know, actually, my biggest surprise was Bray Wyatt, and I think he was the most interesting pick because I know we talked about it on our podcast before. What does WWE feel about Bray Wyatt? Because it seems like Bray Wyatt has lost several several feuds, and it's like, what are you going to do to get this guy to grow? And if you pick him within your top five you know, picks up the SmackDown brand, that's saying a huge thing that he's going to be a feature case on SmackDown. And I think this was one of the better picks saying if you let this guy grow on the SmackDown brand, that he get a chance to be that main event level that if he does become, I guess, go back to the Raw brand or whatever you want to do with the situation of how you elevate players, um, that he can do very good damage on it. I'm excited about Bray Wyatt being separated from the Wyatt family, being his own person, getting a chance to be a main event person on the SmackDown brand. Now, with that being said, then... How do you feel about people that you also feel like that that type of booking should have been done for that actually went to Raw? I can name a few: Jack Swagger, Darren Young, um, Titus O'Neil, uh, Paige. I mean, yep. what, what do you feel about Bo Dallas? Is also again now on a sing- will be indicated on the singles run. People that you know high potential, but this got clustered in the mix and lost, as Corey Grave alluded to, with a lot of people. Um, yep. Yep. So you know. What do you have to say about the people that went to Raw? Is it is it a it's going to be a burial show for those type of stars, or you know do they do they have the opportunity over there? You know what, and, and, and I'm going to get to a segment just for Kevin Owens myself, which I was a little disappointed about. But one thing we do have to remember: Raw has to be three hours, and it was alluded to that Raw was going to have the Cruiserweight Classic be a part of exclusively on Raw, so we can ex- expect a new championship to come back. That whoever wins that whole championship uh, or, or bracket of the cruiserweight division, that would be a big element that has to go on Raw. But you got to understand this, too. Since Raw is three hours, we got to make sure there's enough wrestlers that can carry a three-hour show. If we think about the dynamics of how many wrestling matches can be on a two-hour show, we can expect maybe SmackDown can have four to five matches per night with the segments that they'll have the the Miz TVs or whatever they want to spotlight. If that's five matches there, you got to have at least seven matches on Raw to carry out. So if you have seven matches, that's at least 14 to 20 superstars you need to feature. So I don't think nobody will be buried, but I will explain why that might hurt people in a way. But you need to have those wrestlers that can carry them individual selves and have some least some decent programming. Okay. So on a short note, do you agree with the first five picks? Just I, I won't say I won't say sort of say in the order nonetheless, but do you think the first five picks speaks for themselves for each brand? I can agree with them. Um, let's say 80% wise, I know it's not going to be perfect. I thought it could have been some different people at those moments. Maybe a Shinsuke could have came up, but we can see maybe that's why you want to keep him in NXT to, to try to, uh, I guess, build up that brand and keep that brand uh, solidified with the other names like a Bobby Roode that's coming or uh, even a Bailey could still be a staple in NXT since you got NXT Brooklyn coming up and you want to make sure you have enough names to carry that. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's just I would have had other people like a Kevin Owens that I'm very high on. Okay, so I maybe I'm wrong, but NXT is sort of say um, on when it comes on, it's sort of say booked and filmed in a way in such that storylines don't tamper with what's actually sort of say happen in reality unless you're looking for it, so True. that you know. You don't see somebody on NXT yet see them on the main roster, stuff, something like that, you know. Right. Uh, but when it is somebody like Zack Ryder, they do acknowledge that, you know, he just won the title last night at WrestleMania. He's here to help out his tag team partner to give support. Something like that, yep. you know what I mean? Um, yep. American Alpha is is um, televised, is going to be televised tonight. I'm wondering how commentary is going to have to deal with that. And with that, my point I'm getting at with this is that I feel like because of um, the the next shows that have you know um, have been spoiled as far as what's, what's going to happen on each show, um, you kind of it kind of made you think that certain people weren't going to get drafted on that on that notion. True, true. But now that um, now it seems like there was it was it's no continuity with that. 
and those in and that with American Alpha is an example now being brought up. Um, what does that what does that actually say as far as like NXT being watchable on that note? You know, you make a great point, and NXT is going to have to change their recording because I know sometimes they record like five shows in a row before they even you know get televised on TV, so it's like they're way behind. Good point. But I think NXT might have to change up. Maybe you only record a couple of shows a week because you got to make sure you have legitimate, legitimately have people can watch the show where you feel like, well, I know everything that's going to come for the next five weeks and may not have people watch that. Because NXT for a while was the staple of your WWE network. People look forward to paying that $10 just for NXT alone. And I'm not talking about this, the, the special events. I'm talking about just their weekly Wednesday episodes. And you don't want to lose that. So I, I think WWE needs to be careful on that because you still want to grow your wrestlers. These wrestlers won't be on NXT forever. So you got to make sure people got a good reason to watch it. I agree. I can't agree anymore. Um, uh, two other notes. Um, with Finn Balor being picked so high... Why do you think Shane hesitated to not go after NXT star so early? Now, granted, I want to feel as if the draft was literally freestyle because it kind of felt that way. How Kevin Owens, you know, came out and wrestled and was like, why didn't y'all draft me? The next thing you know, he gets drafted, you know. Right. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, do you think from a mental of if it was like, if it was actually real and not scripted as far as with the draft, then why do you think Shane McMahon didn't take, after his John Cena pick, didn't take somebody such as Shinsuke Nakamura? Given given opportunity um, as an underdog is their motto instead of Randy Orton, who's already been established, who is going to be a legend? Sure, sure. I, I think it had to do with just names. If you're getting SmackDown Live, you got to make sure you get names where people can recognize where they have to look forward to watch on Tuesdays. Now, if we remember, Randy Orton is going to be fighting Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. So, of course, that's a marquee matchup that you have to try to promote and have people try to see what is Randy Orton going to do on his way back. Of course, you have to get John Cena because John Cena is the number one guy as far as, the like uh, Shane said, it's, it's the face. It's the face of the business. You have to make sure you understand that people need to watch uh, SmackDown because John Cena is going to be on there every week. And then after you have first draft your WWE champion and then get Cena and Orton, now you try to build these young names. So when you have these feuds like a Bray Wyatt, who still may be a young name to some uh, veterans who are, like, I guess, seasoned watchers, but may not watch it every single week, but mm-hmm. still keep up with wrestling. Oh, Randy Orton's fighting John, uh, Bray Wyatt. So let me look forward to seeing what this Bray Wyatt kid is mm-hmm. going to do. Oh, this Bray Wyatt kid is okay. Mm-hmm. Now you done legitimize how Bray Wyatt's going to be. So you have to use those names and connect with some of these new eras. And I think that's why WWE wanted mm-hmm. to do it because they didn't want to do too many new names. Because they was going to be like, well, who is this guy? Who is this guy on a marquee night that you're trying to go live? Yeah, I definitely um, seen a tweet uh, saying that, you know, as a hype as everybody is about Finn Balor, I wonder if everybody's going to know who he is. Yep. And that, with that being in question, lets you know that there's an indication that uh, on any given note, can somebody be overlooked? And maybe they don't. They didn't want to pull the triggers too fast. But I can assure you that one of those names that everybody would know or should know is Bailey, and I'm very confused as be- how Bailey didn't get drafted. I will come back to I'm that. I'm confused about that one too. Yep. I will come back to that. But definitely, um, on another note, um, we look at it this way: the next five pick for each brand was the New Day, Sami Zayn, Sasha Banks, Chris Jericho, and Rusev with Lana on Raw. And um, for SmackDown, we got Becky Lynch, The Miz, Baron Corbin, America Alpha, and Dolph Ziggler. Now, granted. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, was Brock Lesnar in the first five, you said? No, he was. Yes, he was. I'm sorry. Yes, okay, he, he was um, Raw's fifth, um, fifth okay, pick. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, with, with that being said, uh, I, Stephanie made a note that they, or maybe it was. Um, Mick Foley, but they made a note that SmackDown did not have a woman wrestling on their roster, and then yep. they alluded to, "Don't worry, we got you covered. We're, we're, we're picking Becky Lynch." Now, see that will, that's what made me feel like it was freestyle, unless that's just great work right there, and I'm very acceptable mm-hmm. of that. But I am too. They were so all over the place. Like I definitely see the talent and the people that definitely deserves to be the next tier of superstars that need a chance, but then. You go out to American Alpha, and then you don't get a tag team for next couple of... You actually don't get a tag team to the supplemental draft, actually. Right, right. Um, but, uh, again, with the next with the next five pick for each brand, how do you feel about that match? You, you got um some 
champions there to solidify their brand. Um, you got some you got some people that's way over. You got legends that um, legends that obviously can work and bring up talent. Um, and you got people that's hungry that needs to make another run again. Well, how do you how do you feel about the next five uh, five picks for each? I think this this was probably the strongest five picks for both on in the middle draft because, like you said, okay, SmackDown had legitimized some women. So, what woman do you bring in? You have to make sure you get the person who was the third person of that classic triple. We won't say classic, but that triple threat, you know, WrestleMania 32 match where it was like the first time in history they had three women of this magnitude wrestling on a main stage like that. Of course, Becky Lynch had to go. And then when you think about the mid card champions, you had to divide the mid card champions now. Who is the one person that can carry SmackDown as a hard champion because of how he talks and is a B-type star or B-list star, Triple H would say, as far as movie star? You have to do The Miz because The Miz can do any type of promos. You got to have The Miz TV on there. You got to have him being involved and being a mid-card saver. Like, every time 9 o'clock, I expect to see Miz on SmackDown Live doing something, and I'm going to be entertained because he is the best mid-card champion that it is right now. And, of course, you got to have Rusev on Raw because you want Lana to eventually be a wrestler. So you have to mirror that to saying, okay, let's divide our mid-card champions. And then maybe you have a strong mid-card feud now where you have your Cesaro's, you have your Sami Zayn's, maybe all compete in a four-way match where you can have that U.S. title be re-elevated and have some uh, legitimacy to it because you want to bring that title some relevance to it if you want to have a three-hour show. Um, so it, it, I thought it was a strong point to get a lot of mid-carders during this point and divide up the men and women. So I, I'm okay with it. I, 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 I agree. Um, again, the the only problems I have with, with with this next tier of picks is just how some people went over certain people. Um, true, very I, true. I feel like SmackDown made a lot of sense to some of the some of their picks. Um, Mick Foley's pick with Chris Jericho, he didn't seem enthusiastic. However, I thought it was a great pick. I thought it was too. Um, um, and then you bring titles. I mean, their their whole draft up until maybe I mean the Big Show. Again, he's a full time. He was a full time worker. Everybody's not so big on him, but he does help people get over and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I just think until I thought. I, I, I'll say this. I thought Raw did a good draft on um, the USA Network. I thought SmackDowns had a lot of questionable picks, um, mm-hmm. and then the supplemental draft it was just like, man, time to fill the roster, you know. So. Gotcha. Um. Here's my thing, too, to add to it. Don't forget that Raw needs to load up on the part-time performers because I still consider Chris Jericho a part-time performer, and, of course, Brock is. So when they're not on TV, exactly, when they're not on TV, they got to make sure you still have enough people to carry them, and they still have to pick them high. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm with that for sure. Um, Another thing that kind of got to me a little bit um, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna go full rant on on the whole draft, but I will say that the excitement and the different angles that they brought on the on the draft pre-show, as far as like trades could be made, and oh that was disappointing, no and, trades at all. Everything was just so disappointing and so underwhelming, considering the fact that the NST callers wasn't so exciting, no trades, no yep. no stables was broken up. I mean, after right. the Finn Balor pit. The, my next assignment was like Shasha Banks going to SmackDown because I was 100% sure she was going there. But after yeah. a while, I was just like, whatever. You know, um, the club broke yeah. up, sort of say, but everybody saw that coming. Um, yeah. I, I, just not much assignment for me. No returning people. I thought we might get Nikki Brella, who's um who's still on the active roster. Yep. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're not listening to her still hurt. You know, I, I don't know. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. know either. And, 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 and I'm, just, I'm not trying to go too early, but they can transcend to the next part where Kevin Owens could have been drafted in this part of the round two. And this is where my disappointment is. Let me, if you don't mind, I'm going to just jump ahead. I think I'm not mad where Kevin Owens got drafted at that low, but his storyline could have been so elevated more if he was drafted on SmackDown instead of Raw. you got to keep him away from Sami Zayn because we don't need to see these two fight forever. If you put Kevin Owens on SmackDown, he could have, and once again, I'm going to put a plug into my boy, Mr. Kennedy and Ken Anderson. He could have had the same type of gimmick Ken Anderson had where you got overlooked him, but then when he's on SmackDown, what does he do? He beats seven former world champions, and you can line him up in a row. 
He can beat Randy Orton in the feud. He can beat John Cena in the feud. He can beat AJ Styles in the feud. And once again, all those are former world champions on major type of promotions. And then that could be a way is I beat all these guys in uh, SmackDown. I can do all the same thing wrong. Why don't I deserve my championship match? And that, that could be the ultimate heel game that he could play against the authority of Daniel Bryan. Maybe you have a Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owen feud in a non-wrestler type way. But a way that can say that, oh, Brandon, Brandon Daniel Bryan's an authority now. Maybe he'll try to do everything he can to make sure Kevin Owens suffer. There's so many things that you can do with Kevin Owens with the type of wrestling that he can do. That was just very disappointed that didn't happen. I am not going to SmackDown. You know what, though? But I, I will say this. Unless that person becomes Baron Corbin... I don't know, but I would like to. I will say that Baron Corbin. I, I think there's an interesting intrigue with him. Um, if he does not join the Wyatt family, I think he does make a, a really good solidified singles run. Um, he can, but would you pick Baron Corbin, Corbin over? No, I mean, excuse me, over no, Kevin Owens? no. Again, I, I, you know, it depends on what your scheme is. I true, think true. I think Kevin Owens could have went to even show, either show, but maybe out of the desperation, like you know the. Kevin, I mean, Baron Corbin is sort of said NXT person that's a little bit more established. So if you look at it, that's an NXT pick. Oh, and then right after it's another NXT pick, you know, yep. Um, yep. With, with American Alpha. It's just that, you know, it's just that, you know, it's it's just it's just one of those interesting things. It's like, well, you know, did this pick in this order make sense? Um, yep, exactly. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and get back to y'all um, as we discuss. And we're going to go full rant mode about the draft. And um, we'll go into our background preview. Since we'll have um, all members of the team that will be at Battleground this week, we'll discuss that. We'll let you know what we're going to get into when we're there. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch y'all in a, in a minute. All right, so we back now after a quick little break. Uh, we got D-Wayne that just joined us here. What's going on, bro? Uh-oh. <laughs> He's inside the middle of the store, folks, so his connection is going to be wicked whack. <laughs> wicked, wicked, wicked whack. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> See, he don't even know what happened. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. But um, if I didn't get a chance to watch D-Wayne's D rant, uh, he did a Facebook Live feed this morning, total rant about the draft yesterday. You're just in luck because we're going to, this next portion of uh, tonight's podcast, we're going to go for a rant. I think all of us definitely have something negative they like to say. And I'm not typically a negative person, but there's definitely some negative things and comments and remarks that I have to make after the draft. Um, I'm going I'm to go first because I want to get this off my shoulders real quick. Please, the, please. My, my biggest thing is, again, like I said in the first half, if you're going to promote all these rules and stuff and you got you got the um the pre-show announcers giving all these, throwing these hints at us. I mean, we're hearing about the Undertaking could go to any show, the Wyatt family, why, they can be split up. Obviously, they was already split up. They weren't even listed as a stable, you know. Um, uh, what else? Trades, um, ledgers might come back. All that for one thing, two things to happen. Here's my rant. Number one, the only thing that only stable that split up was the social outcast. Wow, who didn't see that coming? And then the other thing is, um, for all that, if you're gonna like hint us and toy with us saying that there's gonna be split ups. Why did y'all let the Lucha Dragon split up on social media before then when you could have waited one night afterwards and let it and let it happen then? At least some excitement, you know? People watch drafts for the drama. I'm sorry. Every sport is for the drama. Every sport wants to see who's going to be that number one person, how people going to fill out their teams, and what reaches, what, what trades is going to happen. That's going to be controversial. And none of the excitement was there. I mean, yes, granted, there were some uh, picks that you was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. But after Sasha Banks, it was th that was it for me. 
I didn't see anything else that was this way unpredictable, you know? But, again, why why feed us all that and not give us to it? You The drafting style made, this feel, made me feel like it was freestyle. The commentary so loosely uh, describing things that can happen, but at the end of the day, it was all really structured, and it was just so obvious. It was just like, really? You know? The only thing positive that came out of there for them is that the SmackDown ratings was higher than Raw, but that ain't much to say based on Raw for the last previous weeks. So, again, failed mission to me on that one. And as a fan, I went to sleep with no jury buzz because it was just so obvious after three mock drafts that we we conducted that (laughs) I'm sure if we sat down collaboratively and wrote this down, we would have been about 85% correct on everything that happened. Who's next? Who's next? I'll go next, too. I have a a, a 1A and a 1B rant. My 1A rant was no trades, as you mentioned. If they would have had at least trades to see, oh, I'll trade you one guy if I can get two guys, that can make it real interesting dynamic on the draft and make it even more authentic than it really was. By by it being no trades, even during the supplemental draft, that kind of made no buzz about what the draft is going to be like. I kind of even liked the older draft formats because it was like, it, it seemed like it was just more fresh. It was just more excitement, like you said, because you, you have to make sure that when you have a draft in any major sport, they build on the excitement of what could possibly happen or you never know what can change on that given night. Here's my second rant, and it's kind of a silly rant. WWE is very inconsistent of who they support in relationships and who they support in not. Let's break down who stays together with relationships. Okay, Ms. Maurice, you stay together, you're married. Lana Rusev, after all that stuff about them being mad at Lana for getting an engagement, okay, you guys stay together. Naomi, you get to stay with your boy as the Usos are all on the same draft. However, Triple H made it specifically said after he was going to bring up uh, Big Cass and Enzo, and if you don't know fans, Enzo, I mean, uh, Big Cass and Carmella are dating. And he made sure that even though I'm calling Carmella up, or I wasn't calling her up yet during that time in NXT Dallas, when I call her up, I'm going to call her up on a separate show where she's not going to be on the same show as your boyfriend. So you got the Raw brand on one side with Enzo and Cass, and then you got Carmella on SmackDown. And I forgot it was one more relationship, too. Alberto um, Del Rio and Paige. Yep, Albert, Alberto Del Rio and Paige broke them up. You guys are not a real couple, so we're not going to put you on the same show. So I just thought it was very interesting that that happened. Now, when Emma comes back, whenever she comes back from being healthy, I wonder if she'll be on SmackDown to join Zack Ryder, or if she'll end up on Raw so she can chase after that uh, women's championship. That was just my rant. It was funny. More not me, man. Just funny. Whew. D-Wayne, jump in there. Okay, I have a rant. Just going to continue from this morning. The whole WWE draft sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you when you sit up here, first of all, let's, let's talk about this whole Shameless Man SmackDown stuff. Uh, I really just can't take WWE serious anymore because you have, like I said, what's one thing that Shameless Man said every week? We're heading into this new era. This is the new era. Well, from the looks of SmackDown, I'm not seeing it. Sorry. It's just not there for me. I'm like, I'm looking at the roster. I'm just like, what is he talking about? I mean... I just would have done something totally different. And when you look at the look at the rosters, you try to compare them. At the end, they're just like you might as well just shoot the person who came up with this idea of the of the draft right now mm-hmm. and say, "Yo, let's mix this thing back up." Because guess what? It's not entertaining to me. I'm being straight with you. Nothing. I'm going to ask somebody like one of y'all and say, what's going on on SmackDown? Because guess what? I'm probably going to watch it. Because it's not exciting to me. It's, it's nothing on that roster that says, oh my gosh, I have to see that. But look on wrong, just like, for real? You're going to load one show? I don't care if you're, it's your flagship show. I don't care if it's three hours. Again, like like me, I, me and Tuss were talking earlier today. I was like, honestly, I love a roster that doesn't make three hours. Creative doing their job and making storylines make the three hours. So if they if creative would do their job and, and, and do storylines, you wouldn't have to load a roster. Because all you're doing, it's like you have one loaded roster, then you have one roster where you have the, the, the face of the the face of the place. On there, but then it's just like, okay, well, you have little bits and pieces, but it's not nothing exciting. I mean, you have AJ Styles, who's the hottest 
probably the hottest superstar this year right now. You have him on here. Well, great. He's going to see Lucina, and guess what? He's probably going to lose at SummerSlam. Sally said that same point earlier uh, on the first yep. half. Um, you know, the only thing that makes sense to me is that, you know, I think Kevin Owens definitely deserves this type of uh, recognition and the, the shine that it appears that may be in place for Bray Wyatt finally and maybe Baron Corbin. I think uh, Kevin Owens going on SmackDown was definitely um, the pick that everybody wanted to see based on the promotion and the um, and their scheme in the way of sense of what they're saying, how they was going to draft. I mean, D-Wayne, let me come back to you on something. If if that has been the whole thing of saying this is the new era, I'm looking at the roster right now. Who is the new era? It ain't Dean Ambrose because he's been here for a while. It ain't AJ Styles because he is not new and not, I mean, he's been around forever. It ain't John Cena because, I mean, he... <laughs> It just clearly ain't John Cena. Nothing to say about that. And it, first of all, anybody that is considered technically a legend right now, anybody on that roster that's considered a legend is not New Era. That brings that. And anybody that's been a world, a world heavyweight champion is not considered New Era. So that takes away almost all of the top picks except for Becky Lynch, maybe Bray Wyatt, and then Bird Corbin. My, no. again. Huh? I can't put Bray Wyatt in there for the fact of how long he's been on the main roster. Right, right, right. That's why I said maybe Bray Wyatt. He's, Bray Wyatt's been at three WrestleMania. So, again, he's been close to the top. But, you, again, you put him on the SmackDown brand because you said this is this should automatically give him the shine, the recognition that he needs. And that's the same model that we felt like um, um, that uh, Kevin Owens should have. And then, again, come back. I, I'm going to come back to Lita. Lita was talking about somebody who could be a face of the new era, who's young, who's, you know, who obviously has experience, but hasn't really had the shine since they initially been brought up. And we look at Paige. Paige is on yeah. Raw. So Paige is not looking good for her as far as her next run on the, on the, on, uh, for the Women's Championship. Because you're like, all right, well, maybe Paige will be the next person to see Charlotte. Oh, well, but then what's going to happen with Sasha Banks, who's also on Raw? It just doesn't make sense to me as far as that. I think two. I got two things, and I'm gonna pass it around again. If the cruiserweights was gonna go to Raw, the women's division should have been exclusively on SmackDown. That's how you solve that right there. And then yeah, I um, agree with that part, but, but I'm gonna interrupt you, James. I agree with that part, but the only thing about it is you can't have a gender-specific uh, element of a of a show like that because you gotta have it divvied up. It's like Title Nine all over again. I mean, I do. I, I get that. But, I mean, if you look at the cruiserweights, I mean, you're kind of like giving a stereotype based on weight sizes, you know? I mean, that that okay. could be a, that could be a thing depending on how, you know, I'm not going to say the word, but how 
people can be sometimes in regard to oh, yeah. you know their rights in other words so again I, I get your point but uh, I'm looking I'm just looking at the roster for the women and it's just like well Charlotte's had her shine for a while she's obviously going to have to drop it at some point the clear next cut person seems to be Sasha Banks and then after that you start looking like well is it Nia Jax now if it's Nia Jax Paige still doesn't have a chance to have any shine so right. you know I look at it on that note. Um, it was something else that I think Sally said that made me. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. I didn't. Here's the other thing that threw me off. Okay, when it comes back to trades, right? After after the show, Daniel Bryan, they was talking about their 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 scheming on drafting, and Daniel Bryan was saying how he was disappointed that he couldn't get somebody, and that um, after that he felt like he had to take whomever. Because of what, um, because of what Mick Foley had drafted. Well, if that was the case, how come y'all drafting skills wasn't going blow for blow? If you, if your whole scheme was to try to give either one the underdogs to shine, or two the new air. So I, again, this is what things don't make sense for me. So after Finn Balor was picked, I think Finn Balor was picked after John Cena. They picked Randy uh-huh. Orton. So the fact that how they promoted who Finn Balor was. I don't see why you didn't say, oh, okay, Finn Balor, huh? Well, we need to go blow for blow for that, for sure. Barely. Easy pick. I mean, it's, it seems like SmackDown just kneeled down to certain picks, in, in other words. And it just was just like, while Stephanie McMahon picks was just like, yeah, y'all take that, y'all take that. SmackDown was just like, all right, well, who's left? I don't know. Let's, let's just pick somebody from the bottom, then they'll go. It didn't, feel, right. it didn't even feel competitive on that note, you know? And again, yeah. I just don't see anybody that you can say, here is the face of the new era. John Cena, no. AJ Styles, no. Dean Ambrose, no. No, those aren't people that need chances right now. Jeez, man. I know, D-Wayne. Go ahead. I, somebody, take it away from me. I, I, I give up. You know what? I'm starting to give you know what? At the same time, I'm starting to give up hope on how WWE is run. It's just like, there's no point in me speculating anymore because guess what? They just make the dumbest decisions ever. Like, <laughs> why? Oh, let's, let's talk about this. I'm sorry. What, what was my, Every time you, you heard what was on Raw, you watched the Raw, everything. What was, the, what was SmackDown supposed to be called? Basically, the new era. Every time you heard SmackDown on Raw, you heard the new era. Well, I don't see, uh, I, I don't see nothing, nothing new era. There's no new idea. It was just like, oh my gosh, SmackDown's going live. That's it. That's that's how I feel right now. That's it. And I and I, and I hate to say it, WWE, but like I said, you dropped them all. I'm not gonna watch SmackDown like that. I mean, if I'm home alone, bored, you know, hey. <laughs> I might, I watch it, but besides that, I'm not going on my way to to watch to watch SmackDown. I'm just not because it's it's nothing enticing there for me. It's nothing that says, oh, here's a fresh breath of life. It's nothing. I'm, am I going to watch Raw? Yes, I'm going to watch Raw. But the thing is with Raw, it's just like, okay, well, eventually you're going to start, and I and I know what they're going to do. Eventually, you're going to start seeing little corrections here and there. And I, you're going to see, start seeing people, some people make shows. Because, again, like I said, I think they really dropped the ball on this one. And I think that after a while, they're going to start noticing that. And you're going to start seeing a little bit of mixing uh, mixing here and there, here and there. And I think that's what we're going to get. Because you can't, you can't drop the ball that bad. Brandon shows something that's really not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Load a roster on one side, then you think that John Cena can save a whole roster on another. Um, it's, it's, it's just not working for me as a fan and for me ranting right now. It's, it's just not working. I mean... Again, like if you want, if you if you're so concerned, honestly, my thing is you're not really concerned about ratings for SmackDown. You're really not. I don't care if John Cena fans out there gonna sell you. I'm gonna watch it. 
Yeah, you're gonna watch it. Who cares? You're still not gonna about ratings. Um, but Raw is just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna load this, load this thing up, and let's go. Like, I'm just gonna have teams left and right. And it's my thing. You're gonna have so many. It's so loaded that you're gonna have so many feuds. But guess what? Guess what's not gonna develop? I don't see the storyline developing. Man, mm-hmm. because. And, and and that's the issue when you have so much talent on one show, the storyline kind of suffers because then now you're gonna start jam packing the show. And it's just like okay, well, that let me I don't care. let me let me add ten cents to that real quick. First of all, all storylines that are currently happening right now, besides the Shield Trooper threat, are all are all placed on their res- pr- respective show. AJ Styles and Cena are together. Um, and then you mm-hmm. got uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens together. Uh, <laughs> Ronan, I mean, obviously Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins on the same show, but then you got Charlotte and Sasha Banks on one show. I mean, <laughs> if anything was could have been speculated to be broken up, they should have said this show probably won't have no storylines and uh, no uh, storylines or fuse broken up. So don't expect that. I mean. That you know, that's the one element that they I don't think they really cover is that this might I mean they have been saying this may be the last time they may wrestle, but then again that was just, that was another like, hey, this might happen and it didn't. That's what I'm trying to say. definitely can agree that the draft was just not handled correctly as far as when it was uh, speculated. When it, I mean, when they announced it was going to happen and everything. Definitely uh-huh. uh, was a, a too far out, and I do agree. It, it probably would have made sense for it to be right be, right before a joint pay-per-view as in SummerSlam. As in as Battleground, I'm sure it's going to be one brand show come next year. But speaking of Battleground, um... Uh, all three of us will be going to Battleground this Sunday, which will be live in Washington, D.C. at the um, Verizon Center, where we're going to see some matches that seem to, that you know, that does seek interest. But again, how much, how much of it, how much of it is really going to make a difference going forward, considering that some people are going to be on different shows. Majority are going to be on. I mean, it seems like majority of it is going to be on the same show, but. If you're going to start your show off to be fresh, why carry these same fuse? Again, like I said, the puzzles, the pieces are there for the feud to continue. But I'm sorry, Kevin's, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it is fun. But if you, if, if with this whole new landmark or this a milestone, we'll call it, with the draft, don't we want to see different stuff now? Don't we want to have a reason to say, like, I'm going to watch this brand because maybe this might happen instead of, like, well, I ain't gonna watch SmackDown today because I know we get Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens again, whatever. But anyway, um, for the card, we got Sasha Banks and her mystery partner versus Charlotte and Dana Brooke, which the mystery partner is going to be the most intriguing thing of the night, if you ask me. It is. It but is. again, with everything that's happened, how <laughs> predictable. I mean, this this might be an obvious choice right here. I mean, what's your obvious choice be? I mean. I don't know, Alicia Fox. Oh, <laughs> everybody that was the mystery partner is, and the sad part about it, I, if she goes to Raw, I'm done. No, for real though. No, for real. <laughs> for real. I mean, 
I mean, really, you could have a triple threat, another triple threat for SummerSlam. That's messed up with Becky Lynch ain't in that, you know. But anyway, anyway, who do you, who do you, she came to DC, it would be epic. Yeah, I, I mean, look, obviously everybody in the, in the internet's been screaming Bailey. Everybody's screaming Bailey for the draft. So, hey, maybe it might not be Bailey. Maybe it could be Nia Jax. I mean, who knows right now? Um, Sasha Banks also made a video online expressing how she did not want Bailey to be her partner. Now, I don't know if that was a swerve or not, but either way, like, again, this might be the only, the, the only, like, real mystery of the night. And, Again, it may, it may be a Brie Bella or something like that. You know, I never know. It might have somebody returning as an epic like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But either way, I, I see Charlotte retaining. I mean, retaining. I see Charlotte and Dana Brooke winning here. Yeah, all um, right. I think you keep Charlotte strong until she actually drops the title. So. Yep. Um, I the, agree with that. The next match we have is the New Day versus the Wyatt family. I mean, um, this is not for the um, tag team championship so again I don't really see no much interest in this I mean the little uh, backyard wrestling match that they had the other uh, what was it was it this week or last week whatever it was I mean that was pretty cool but again I mean how you gonna top that with just a regular Emory match now so not too much intrigue there um, the next match we have is Rusev versus Zack Ryder now now, this match here, I would love to see Zack Ryder go over to to claim another championship. But, again, I think they want to keep Rusev strong for a while until... Just like The Miz. Just yeah. like The Miz. Yep. Until Mr. Uh, Big Bishop Bob John Cena comes to get that title again. Makes it interesting. Um, The Miz versus Darren Young. Now, I think this would be a very good look for Darren Young to uh, win, win here. But, I feel like the hashtag put the strap on Titus. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a soon put the strap on Darren Young hashtag that's going to say, like, you know, he deserves to have a title run, but it ain't going to happen. We all know that. Is Darren Young great again? I think the only way that 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 works is if he does win, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're but right. I, I will you're say, right. I will say there is a lot of, um, there's been some intrigue in his character as of recently um, with uh, Bob Backlund. Seeing a cross-faced chicken wing was very exciting. Um, right. uh, the new thing was cool. So, you know, it's good to see Darion back on the screen. He looks he looks in good shape. So, um, I don't sure. think he retains sure. here because the Miz is on fire. You have to keep the Miz with the oh, belt. Yes. It just helps yeah. him so much. So, you know, don't see much there. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Natalya. Uh, okay, that that happened. What happened on SmackDown in the draft was pretty cool to see somebody come out and just straight brawl with a few and not wait. Like I always preach all the time, if this beef, yep. come out see that person right away. So it was cool to see uh, one of my love interests actually come out and dominate like that. But um, yep. I mean, this is a it's, it's this is a sick feud to me because Natalia was actually making a move back, which looked like she was getting ready to make an, another little run. But I mean, if she squashes, if if she loses to Becky here, it doesn't look good for her. And if, if Becky loses to Natalia, I mean, I kind of say that kind of hurts her as well too because she needs to stay relevant, you know. True, and, 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 and like you even mentioned, even though that all these feuds and matches that we're announcing right now are on their perspective shows post-draft, these are still important matches that are implicating how you're going to, one, start your new trend of your Raw and SmackDown brand, and two, how it's going to lead to SummerSlam, because if we, if the rumors are coming to true and they do the pay-per-views, like they have brand-specific pay-per-views, but then like SummerSlam, you can have cross-promotions, this can still be great avenues for cross-promotions. Yeah, and that, and that rumor is true. Um, they alluded to it after the draft about um, how there's only four pay-per-views a year that will be um, the brand versus brand uh, pay-per-views. Gotcha. Um, next, gotcha. we have John Cena and Enzo and Big Cass versus the club. Um I mean, this has been this has been kind of stellar on TV right now. I mean, as far as uh, mic work and everything, but I mean, it's not much interest here besides just I hope just a legitimate good match. I, I don't think nobody nobody hurts here on the loss, and I don't think nobody benefits on the win. I mean, first of all, John Cena cannot be t- Tandis at all. Like anything that happens to him is just whatever. Um, right. Big Cass and Enzo still together. That was the only like setback I thought they was gonna have. But 
you know, regardless, with them with Cena on 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 their team, they they're kind of got an iron clawed on them, so they'll be fine. Um, yep. It'll be interesting to see if Enzo makes a mistake and cost John Cena a match again. But other than that, I mean, the club. Uh, do we see anybody come out to help the club? Maybe. I don't no, know. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not, not yet. Not don't yet. Don't throw that Finn Balor in yet, but Finn <laughs> Balor has to establish himself and watch. This is where you can have a future promotion. Because remember how we talked about an AJ versus Finn Balor match hasn't happened? Yeah. Keep Finn Balor away right now because, you know, you got John Cena and AJ Styles going in as far as saying, hey, this is my moment for uh, the feud going into SummerSlam. But let's, let's tweak around to WrestleMania 33. And let's say Finn Balor wants to have the Balor Club, and that way the Balor Club could be an interesting way to fight who has the rights to the club. Is it AJ Styles or Finn Balor? You know, so that way you can have a little interesting. So keep keep Finn Balor away right now. Keep that in your back pocket. Don't try to jump too soon and let Finn Balor develop on his own wherever you want to be him on the top or in the middle. I mean, you put him against uh, who could you put Sheamus or anybody like that as just as a mid card intro feud for Finn Balor. Give him time to develop on that raw brand before you put him to the top. You don't want to bring him towards that title yet because that, that Seth versus Roman is going to be for a while. We'll see if Finn Balor can still use the Balor Club since the WWE um, kind of lost that um, trademark or um, I uh-huh. forget what you call it against um, the University of uh, Baylor. <laughs> University uh, of Baylor uh, as they have their Baylor Club as they say right. that. You know they had the rights to it, or whatever. So we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they go about with that. Um, right, absolutely. Um, but then you know we got Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Uh, we've seen this match a bunch of times. It has been very exciting feud, and it's always been re- very good matches. Very good matches, but none that I would ever say is matches the year worthy. But just you know, just no. good solid matches. So again, not much intrigue there for me. Um. And then, you know, our last match of the night is the Shield Trooper Threat, where uh, Roman Reigns will make his return to, t- yep. to TV because uh, allegedly he's going to do a, a house show on Friday. Um, but um, Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Uh, Dean Ambrose still has the title as he playing Seth Rollins cleaned on SmackDown Live. Um, uh-huh. I mean, that was very intriguing, but... It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt because you, you have to... On the SmackDown show, where that was your number one draft pick, you have to have your number one draft pick win on your show. Yeah. I mean, so it, it didn't really hurt in my opinion. Um, but let me ask you this too, James. I don't mean to change tangents. Still on the same topic. Now, I, I talked this about D-Wayne, and me and him was talking about the DC crowd. And you already know how the DC crowd is when it comes to wrestling. You've been to so many Raws, and the DC crowd is very family-friendly. I, I, I want to have, or hope to have, and the DC crowd will be very adult-oriented because I want DC to rock out for this triple threat match because you don't understand. This is the first time that this has ever happened. And happening on a pay-per-view like this is huge. And DC is getting that mark. Do we cheer for Roman Reigns or do we boo Roman Reigns as he come out? Oh, we boo him out the gym. We cheer. So, so we boo him out the gym. We need everybody to make sure they bring their adult diaper bags there and make <laughs> sure we don't have any kids there to try to make sure we boo him out of the gym where he needs to be because this could be a great heel on heel on face element so if you have Dean Ambrose winning goes to SmackDown you have a heel on heel match and we haven't had a good heel on heel feud in a long time where we just both hate both persons but it's still a great match that you're entertained by too bad everybody likes Seth Rollins no matter if he's a heel or not so this still make a difference true. there but um, again on that note then I think that Dean Ambrose retains the title here because I think it only makes sense that SmackDown needs something legitimately to watch and a reason to watch considering that it ain't the new era and you, and yep. you need a reason to figure out what's happening with that title since we won't see it on Raw. So Raw, you're just going to have Fuse just for Fuse maybe talking about the title, but on SmackDown, I guess you really will see people being defi- uh, the title being defended. Now, again, if it does change hand, this title goes to Raw, off my D-Wayne, I'm like, what is the point of me watching this SmackDown? Smackdown. Exactly. <laughs> so and I don't think they're gonna bring well they may, but I don't think they're gonna bring the big old belt back. I just don't think with the with about sixty rosters, I mean sixty rosters total in between the two shows, I think you just use your cross promotions, uh like your SummerSlams, your um your uh 
WrestleMania. The Royal Rumbles, the WrestleManias. That's when you spotlight that world title match and make those big four pay-per-views big, and everything else is going to be a supplement to try to build up to that title or will be focused on the mid-card title. Agreed. Hello. Agreed. My name is is Dean Wayne, and I have something to say. Um, Let's talk about this this whole... Mm -hmm. Well, now it's going to be on Rumble, August, everything. I'm sorry, I don't agree with y'all. I do not believe that the belt will stay on SmackDown. <laughs> I honestly seriously say it's not going to happen. When you have too many big players on Raw, it's, it's just not going to happen for me. Now, are we going to see a belt created? Honestly, I think that's, that's the route that they're going. If they continue this with this brand split for the long term, which, mm-hmm. no. Who knows that that's going to happen, but I do believe that don't be surprised if we see a, a new belt on SmackDown since, hey, SmackDown's the so-called new era show. <laughs> so-called meaning that you, you can say it all you want, but it ain't happening. I don't see a belt happening. The only belt I see that's going to be new is the Cruiserweight belt, and that's it. That'll be yep, it for me. It. That's it. I agree. So. I mean, I mean that, would, that would make sense. I mean, it would be great, but... I don't know. I just don't see that happening. I mean, there's 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 talk of you know the champions might be on both shows, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that like I said, with the roster they are right now, I think that legitimately speaking, there's gonna be a belt for each show, and the only belt that might actually be a cost uh cost promotional belt is the women's champ title. Oh, don't forget the tag team titles too now. First of all, I don't even count SmackDown having a tag team division. <laughs> well, it's there. Well, it's there. Attention. Yeah, the supplemental draft filled it out somewhat, but it ain't it ain't so competitive like I would have wanted it to be. But hey, my pick of Mojo Rally being being brought up, I can't believe it happened, but it really did happen. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm still excited about him being up though. I, I am. I I like the hype, bro. So I'm excited for him to get a chance, as he is the definition of a new era, giving a guy a chance. Since, uh, you know, he's not even booked as a heel, but all commentary treats him as heel. That's the funny thing about him to me. I'm not, I'm not, ho, before you even go, I'm not saying that he should have went over anybody else, but the fact that he, it did happen, I am interested to see, you know, him do get a chance, you know? Hey, all I got is one thing to say. Whoever decided who goes on this show can go kill themselves. Oh, right now. Uh, should, should go jump off a building. First of all, let's not worthy about being off the spot. Why? <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. I, I can think about, about five to ten, fifteen people that are more worthy than him. And yeah. it's just, it's amazing to, like, that's that's how the value SmackDown is going to be right now. I'm still Team SmackDown. I'm 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 we'll looking see. forward to watching SmackDown live on Tuesday. I've always been Team SmackDown. Um, I, I'm interested to see how SmackDown brands go back. Like literally, I still DVR SmackDown every week. Um, I, I'm I, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't have any high expectations about it, but I feel that even though, like you said, new era this, new era this, you need to bring those legitimate names of a Randy Orton, of a AJ Styles, of a John Cena to bring too, people who want to watch it. Too many. And so many AJ Styles fans are, are out there that are interested to look to see what this guy can do on SmackDown. Too many. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. Um, get ready to watch the Cruiserweight Classic tonight. Um. Before we go, any of you guys got any closing remarks? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm watching NXT as we're recording right now. Shout out to Patrick Clark. He actually uh, was on NXT tonight, and it's interesting about his gimmick, especially his pants that he's wearing. He's wearing like a USA type Superman gimmick, and he's like, you know, um, got his face on his his tights. I'm interested to see how he's going to go. It, it wasn't a bad match, but he did kind of get squashed against Austin Aries. And I hope Patrick Clark gets a chance to build himself up in the ring because I think he's a very good guy. You know, he's very young, very, very young. I think he's a guy that can do big damage in the WWE. Just give him time, and I hope he gets a chance to develop. Hey, give him a chance. He's the first person to be shown from uh, Tough yeah, Enough, NXT. and he didn't even Tough win. Class, yep. Yeah, so yeah. a chance. He'll, he'll get his chance, hopefully, you know, move forward. It's looking bright uh, with this with this type of start and being, uh, and being on tape is already. So, hey, you know. Dwayne, any closing marks? 
remarks. Yes, sir. As, as we head into this, this so-called glorious pay-per-view we call Battleground, which I don't think is gotten as glorious anymore, um, I have just some remnants of support I want to throw out. Um, even though you've been gone for a month, we all know where your place is going to be. <laughs> um, and it just so makes so much sense for you to reclaim your place at the spot the top and complete this merry-go-round of shield members screwing each other. <laughs> Getting their title count up. <laughs> so right, I, yes. I, I, I fully believe, and I might be the most hated person on this podcast, but hey, who cares? I fully believe that Roman Reigns would, one, come out with a whole bunch of booze. Two, by the end of the match, he would be a little bit more way of going full-grown him. And three, he would come out as your new WWE World Champion. Four-time champion if you win. We will definitely see you four times. I can't believe that. But anyway, um, the Big Go Bell podcast team will be there live in the fact. We're going to do some periscoping for our, our live Twitter feed, and we're going to do some Facebook Live, too. So um, Verizon Center is a very big place. Um, I doubt, you know, we'll be able to get around to uh, mingle around some. So, you know, we'll be around our seat area some. But if you're around us or you see us or anything, just give us a holler. You want to say anything? Uh, chat with us. Just you know, we'll make some time. We're friendly guys. We don't bite. Uh, we're in a wrestling event, so of course we like to talk wrestling. And, and, and you know, just give us a holler. But uh, for tonight, um, this is Two Chains here, along with Mr. Silly Sellers and D Wayne. Um, make sure y'all follow us on all our platforms: uh, Twitter. Uh, Tumblr, Facebook, and we just started a YouTube page too as well, which are all our live feeds, all our live video people just automatically float into the cloud there and catch us there. So yeah, everybody have a good night. We'll catch y'all on Sunday. <laughs>